It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Uh, but let's get to uh, our very good friend, Michael Barlow, uh, AFL Nation commentator. Uh, he's the coach of the Werribee Football Club in the VFL. Um, he set the tone for what we now know as the mature age recruit. So he's a trailblazer in his own right. Mickey B, hello. Uh, set the tone, Sammy. Good to hear your voice. I'm walking the hello turf of Avalon Airport Oval at the moment. We've just trained uh, ahead of a big match this Saturday night against Southport. So there's a quick plug for the VFL. Great. And, um, yeah, state league footy, which is back, which is good, which is exciting. Yeah, and uh, what's the record? You won the other night. I oh, know that Friday night mm. last week you won. How'd you go this week? We decided to have the bye round two, Sam. It's Fair such enough. a big build up nowadays to round one. That <laughs> yes, the coach needed the coach needed to put the feet up and uh, just relax and enjoy some time in the commentary box with uh, Jordan Canales last night. For I reckon one of the games of the past two or three years St Kilda versus Richmond in terms of scoring and entertainment it, and crowd isn't that amazing. I, I walked away from Collingwood Geelong saying that's one of the best games of the year, if not the best game of the year. And then I'd forgotten all about the fact that the showdown was uh, decided <laughs> by kick out the siren. And then I didn't even get to see the Hawks come back from seven goals down or six goals down against Carlton. How good is footy going? You've got a couple of uh, hero and villain nominations for us. Well, I think just to, to back that up, it wasn't my nomination, but the heroes at the moment are the coaches in the way they're coaching and opening yeah. the game up. And Brett Ratton's role in what went on yesterday can't be underestimated because they they went down, I reckon, by, by five goals nearly or 25 points. Hugo Ralph Smith put uh, the Tigers out by 25 and you thought, oh, well, this is curtains. Uh, and, and St Kilda might try and just nullify here and... Um, limit the damage and, and maybe have a run at them late in the game. But it was more fire with fire. Like, it was more, let's go faster, let's handle more, let's overlap more, um, let's get it in quicker to, to our one-on-ones, of which Max King, you know, you throw him in the hero category, you can turn villain to hero very, very quickly in this game. He had an absolutely horrendous three quarters, and then he bobs up and, and kicks four in the last quarter. Could have clearly kicked uh, six or seven, I think, with the access he was getting to, to the football inside his forward 50. But, um, no, I really enjoyed it. So I love the way the game is being coached. Um, Craig McRae's come in and let the, well and truly let the let the shackles uh, free of Collingwood, and um, you know they're scoring really heavily and um, giving themselves every chance. And it was interesting, and just to tidy this one up, to hear Nathan Buckley this morning on on Brecky Radio. You know, he, he's such a class act. The way he handles everything, mm. it could be very bitter exiting a system and the team starting to go well. But you know, he, he just put it out there. Collingwood's best kind of 15 players are all now fit and healthy mm. and on the park. And now they're executing the game plan of which, you know, Nathan Buckley had some flaws in his, from my opinion. But, um, you know, that, their list, uh, I think we underestimated that at the start of the year, Collingwood's. Yeah, I was in the commentary box with Brenton Sanderson the other week and uh, just momentarily forgot that he was uh, to the right-hand side of Nathan Buckley. And I said, hey, Sando, uh, <laughs> peep, non-Collingwood fans would not have tuned in to watch a Collingwood game for the last few years, but the way they're playing now, you would actually come and watch them. You'd actually keep it on your TV mm. if you flicked over and saw the Pies playing. Jared Waitley had to point out that, have you forgotten who? Uh, <laughs> and we had a laugh and he did, he was great about it. He goes, no, they're, they're playing a really attractive brand and so yeah. many 
of the teams are. And I was saying that, that John Farnham's playing to win is the new soundtrack to this year because when you look at the lyrics, one, it's a belter, one of the all-time greats. Um, mm. But it says here, you don't have a chance if you don't move now. So you got to, that's about moving the ball. I'm not waiting any longer. You know I'm playing to win this time. Coaches are playing to win, not just playing not to lose. Yeah. Um, when you make your move, I won't hesitate. If you take too long, it can be too late. This time I'm playing to win. Don't wait around for another chance. Make your mind up. Make your play. You should be playing to win this time. And they all are. That's exactly right, yeah. And how important is centre bounce? And yesterday was one of the first games that I saw uh, for a long time where wingers off centre bounce, because the dominance was so much. If you got it out of there and went inside 50, you scored. And the wingers, instead of holding out and holding their wits, which... Teams have become accustomed to do over the past few years. That wing role is, you know, you, you react defensively or offensively on the outside. Mm. Marley and Pickett, um, you know, it was uh, Wangan and Malira for the Saints. They were tearing in to try and support the contest, which indicates that, you know, the coaches are like, well, we've got to get in there and win that and just put it forward. Yeah. Um, get numbers to the contest. So, yeah, some subtle little, um, subtle little things happening in the game, which is, which is great to great to see and great to observe. And um, yeah, loved. All the footy across the weekend, and if you want me to, to jump into the villains, I yes, mean, I please. can do that because obviously. So just over... just to know, your heroes first hero is coaches. Let's go with the coaches. Yeah, yeah. let's. In in particular, um, Brett Ratton. I, I think St Kilda are probably one that the, the watch is well and truly still on. We can over overreact to situations that yeah. positive or negative, negatively, um, you know, very quickly. But I love Brett Ratton. He's calm. He's cool. They love him, um, and he's sticking to his style. So, hats off, kudos. He played five bigs where, you know, at the start of the game, uh, in, in the pregame, you know, shaking our head a little bit to think it, a fast deck at Marvel, mm. five bigs, the ball hits the deck, they're in real style. So, um, the longer the game went, you know, that was telling. Uh, so, the hero, let's go with Brett Ratton. Yeah, and your Ratton. villain? Well done. The villain, Lockie Murphy. Friday night, uh, Lockie Murphy. Will he play this week? Uh, I don't he know. He went down. So went down, Jordan so, Dawson close by. You know, I'll take the kick. Thank you very much. And Lockie Murphy was the recipient of the free kick, from my understanding. Um, so poor Adelaide fans and poor Adelaide people are begrudging the Adelaide Crows on the other side of town at the moment off the back of Jordan Dawson coming over from Sydney and getting the access to the shot after the siren because he's nearly the best kick in the comp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they've picked out... He's, he's nearly paid for. He hasn't paid for his contract uh, in one hit, but he's, he's paid oh, off. No, he, he has. In the fans' eyes, he absolutely has. <laughs> he is part of showdown folklore. He will be. He'll never have to pay for another drink when any pub he goes into in the city of Adelaide. People in Adelaide, tell me I'm wrong. If you're an Adelaide fan, is he well, automatically he an Adelaide hero? At the Mosley, I but think why, that's owned by but, Travis Bowker. But why, Lockie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not there. But why? But why is Lockie Murphy, Murphy the villain? He got taken out by Sammy Mays. Yeah, because he should have had the free kick. He was not in any state to take it, though, Michael. No, I think oh, let's rewind the let's rewind the clock for ten, twenty years ago. You'd be making Lockie and Lockie stand up and take your moment. The well, box, <laughs> was the he, big moment did he get a concussion test? I'm going to get JK to check this. Did he get subbed out, well, Lockie Murphy? Oh, we can't. It was a siren. We can't. <laughs> So anyway, I might have gone. Hey, if I've gone overreaction style on on the uh, the villain, so be it. We can shift. Uh, we can give a, a a worthy nomination to our own at AFL Nation as well. Uh, Kane Corns.
Who? Oh, here we <laughs> go. Here we a go. weekly villain. Um, the weekly villain. And this uh, tit for tat he's got going with Jack uh, Ginnivan is something to behold. It's something you'd probably experience in the in the schoolyard, the year nine schoolyard. Well, Mickey B, David King has said uh, this morning with Jerry Whateley that he will be bringing this up with Kane on Friday and saying <laughs> enough's enough. You, you, you're being too hard on him. Your, your beef is with the Collingwood Footy Club, not Jack Kinnivan. <laughs> <laughs> it is very true. And I think. But, like, so, what do you think about it, though? What do you think about someone coming in? He's come off the rookie list. He's he's making the most of his opportunities. He's got a bit of flair about him. He's got a bit of uh, uh, gumption about him. Um, he's got a, uh, you know, he, he's 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 really. He's got a bit of personality about the way he goes about it. Is this, we, we cry out for people to be themselves and yet we chop them down the moment that they are. What's what's the right and the wrong way with this? Are you old school thinking that just mind your yeah. P's and Q's, don't be uh, be seen and not heard and uh, be deferential, respectful, or be who you are if that's how you get the best out of yourself? Uh, yeah, my, my take on this is it's got to be a little bit diplomatic because you're right. You love people coming and being themselves, expressing themselves and making the game watchable and making the game interesting. The behaviour at times, from my point of view, with the antagonistic stuff, you know, like, oh, um, hoax an opposition player into giving you a free kick, overreact about it, in my humble opinion. That, that's what um, occurs. And then, you know, when the... So is, he the, vi- so is he the villain for antagonising, or is the player mm. the villain... For falling for it, ah, oh, it's it's such a hard uh, it is hard one to make because the rules are set that if you do something cheeky without the umpire's um, umpire seeing, and then the react reaction comes of which you, you, mm. you're seeking the reaction. I think that's a little bit juvenile when you are seeking a reaction and to be rolling on, or rolling around on the ground. I think laughing. Um, hysterically knowing that you're going to get marked to the goal line and kick a goal. Yeah. Because the other thing too, Mickey B, is that you, the, the rules now mean that you can do pretty much anything as opposed to antagonising, like, you know, push and shove and get in someone's face and all that kind of stuff. And you know you're not going to get any real physical mm. repercussion of any substantial yeah. amount because, thankfully, and for the right reasons, the game's got rid of them. It drives people in rugby league mad when they see a 5'8 getting in the face of a front rower, knowing that that front rower normally would be able to separate the bonts from the shoulders uh, with just mm. a, a flick of the wrist, but they can't do anything. So then all of a sudden, the 5'8 is as full of courage and, and, and the toughest man on the field. And it's not the case. They just know that they're not going to get hurt. And and you're not... You're, we're not... Uh, we're not silly enough to think that Jack Ginnivan knows he's been in the news and there's a bit of spruik around him. And then he comes out with a peroxide of hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Had to look at, I looked at my record uh, Saturday night. Well, I didn't have a record because I was at home. But uh, I had to look up number 33. I, I'm, I'm sure... Like, I'm well aware of who plays for Collingwood nowadays. It was Jack Inman. I'm like, of course he has. It didn't surprise me, um, and I don't mind that part of it. To be honest, Sam, like me that. neither. Yeah, but the element of I, I'm in the, I'm in the news. I'm going to do something a bit. He doubled down. He, he's doubled down. I love that he doubled down. I, because my view is Mickey B. That if if you if he's going to be all of that, and he wants to get in people's face, that's fine. But the one person, by the way, that didn't complain about what Joel Selwood may or may not have done to. 
um, Jack Inovan was Jack Inovan. He knows yeah. that that's fair. If, if I'm going to antagonise one of the toughest players of his generation and, and the guy who's just breaking the captaincy record and what's supposed to be a special night for him, I know that something might happen. Um, he's not complaining. He knows. It's great yeah, theatre. No, it's great theatre. That, 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 that's correct. I, I don't... Yeah, I condone all that. I love that. I love the, the, the peroxide stuff. People would be pretty old school and say, you know, oh, what's he doing? But the part I don't condone is, uh, yeah, manipulating the rules a little bit or, or understanding the rules well enough, um, which is probably, some might say it's clever. You know, understand the rules that he, he will react in a, in a more vicious way and I'll get under his skin and I'll get a free kick here. I think it's um, not quite for mine within yeah. the spirit of what Australian rules football has been for in, 150 years in or saying however that, long though, the great games have been played. In saying that, though, you and I are both very very big fans of Joel Selwood, and mm. uh, he's a Bendigo boy. Uh, and when Greg Williams says, it's very similar to what Lee Matthews said about Dustin Martin, I said to Greg Matthews, you know, would Joel Selwood be giving you a run, a run for the greatest player to ever come out of Bendigo? And he said, I'd be happy to share it with him. Uh, so that's mm. high praise <laughs> from Diesel. <laughs> But Joel, Joel has, you know, made a, you know, he was, and because he's always first to the ball, he knew when heat was coming and he perfected yeah. the art of just, just dropping slightly at the knees to manipulate yeah, the, the, shoulder. the shoulder to come up and to get the high contact and, and win the free kick. And that's not a criticism. Yeah. That's just, you know that to be true. You played against him and, and I've yeah. commentated enough to, to, we've all watched it and seen it. So, you know, that he's not the only one that can manipulate a rule to, to their advantage. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly right. And, and, from my point of view, I'm a, I'm a big believer in footy karma. And footy karma, for mine, Saturday night came around. Because Joel Salwood, as you said, 227 games as captain. Mm. Um, yeah, And along the way, when I've played against him, he is, a, a, I won't say the word on, um, <laughs> on live radio. Yes. You know, PR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't can, spell it can, either, by the way. He, <laughs> he can be a bit of a pain in the rear. On the field and, sure. and frustrate you as many as much as any because yeah um, oh, yeah just because of his competitive attitude and, but yeah. I, I have a relationship with him off the field in terms of you know mutual friends that yeah. um, know him really well that were there on the night with him and he is a humble champion someone that will always ask you how you're going and, and mm. take interest in in your life off the field but on the field I, I used to hate playing Geelong <laughs> and uh, Joel Sowell was in the top echelon of players you hated playing against mm. uh, because of the you know just uh, cutthroat competitive nature. I think Hayden Ballantyne ended up being the same way. Uh, anyway, that's oh, that's a exactly chat for another day. <laughs> hey, mate, mate. We're, we're, run, we're out of time, my friend. Uh, this has been great. You came with some heroes and villains, and I've loved it. It's always good to have a chat to you, and good luck uh, against Southport this weekend for your Werribee. Good on you, Sammy. We'll see you in the, co- uh, the, the coaching box. Probably not there. Oh, hang on, is that an invite? <laughs> Absolutely not. You won't <laughs> shut up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love your work, brother. See you later. All right, thanks, thanks. See you, mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.